Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so very much for joining us live here. It is July 26, 2021 on a lovely Monday evening. I love when we can actually make it happen right at the start of the week. Uh, my name is Sean Phillips, as always. And again, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fantastic. How are things going in Jefferson City? How are things going in Jeff City? Not too shabby. Um, we've had a sick kid the past week, but otherwise oh. things have been good. So uh, the weekend was uh, really, really hectic as we build and get ready for our vacation next week. So it has just been uh, a bit of a get together. I've, I've got a really busy work week this week, but um, get ready to hit the ground running. So no complaints. So what? remind us where the vaca- where is the vacation going to be at? We are headed out to Gulf Shores in Alabama. Oh, we are going to do. You're like the. You're like uh, the tenth person. Night. I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah. Well, cheap beach vacation. I, I'm I'm super excited. We're going to do a night in Nashville on the way there, um, and then go down uh, for the week down there in Gulf Shores, and then uh, come back and probably do another night in Nashville, and then and then head home. So that's, it'll that, be that's exactly the way that we do. Much it. needed. That's it. I tell you what. Yeah. Have you ever you've been to Gulf Shores before, right? I have not actually. This is my oh, first time, you, and, and Tony's first time. You, I tell you what, it, it is a great. It's a great. It's very inexpensive. There's a lot of cool things that you can do for next to nothing. There's a lot of free things that you can do. Um, definitely, I would. Uh, Go down and see the USS Alabama while you're down there. It's in Mobile. It's very cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. We we wanted. We were either going to do mountains or beach, but then we just kind of decided with all the walking, we don't know how much of that Julian's going to want to be doing. So, we're going to do the beach. Um, and yeah, really, really, it's it's well deserved. Tony busts her butt. Um, she's been busting her butt with the book. She finished the book. Is working on another one now. That's about to get started. We're actually, hopefully, fingers wow. fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. We are potentially the beginning of August getting an office space here in town um, rented. Um, that'll actually be space for her to write, and then it'll also be a spot where uh, Travis and I like where we'll I'll run the the coffee stuff out of this office because it's gonna be plenty of storage space and and shipping space. But then also, I'm thinking about putting a little taking a little corner of it to myself as well to put up a little podcast studio and oh, marketing yeah. studio and yes, stuff. Sir. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sir. It'll, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a multi-space. It's mostly, it's mostly going to be uh, for Tony as she dives into this next book um, that she's getting ready to roll on. So this, this vacation is coming at a good time. Recruiting has been good. Wrestling has been good. And so now it's time we, we, we take week to ourselves. So oh, I'm happy for you. That's great that you guys are nice, in. man. You got to do that. Yeah. Travis, what's going on with you, bub? Uh, I'm going up to Kenosha, Wisconsin this weekend. With some of my high school friends doing like some fishing or something up there. I'm not, the details have been kind of vague. I just know we're fishing. Yeah, and I'm 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 really bummed out that I'm missing out on that trip. Literally, I I kid you not. When I got the message about it, we had quite literally probably the week before had decided we were leaving that weekend to go to Gulf Shores. Like it was already set in stone. Like this is when it works best for me and work and everything. And I, and then I got the text about it and was like. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Of course, it, that's how it goes. Nah, yeah. it's all good. You'll, you'll have a good time here. By the way, shout out to our boy, Reed yeah. Leak, for getting engaged over the weekend. That was, yes. a, that was a big thing. I know yeah, Reed, big Reed shout is, out. Reed is a regular listener of our podcast, so shout out to Reed, and congratulations to him. I, congratulations, uh, buddy. Well, this week, I, I did something unique. I took my children. We went tent camp. We always go camping every year. We usually do camp. We have a little cabin out and uh we uh, at this campground that we usually rent out but this year we said we're going to do tent camping and i've done tent camping once with my, well i did tent camping with my brothers and i did it a long time ago and we had this you know you read the package and it says three person tent so i'm thinking large <laughs> caucasian man two tiny chinese children should not be a problem right Oh my God! It was like trying to—I mean, my daughter and we had this—we we put this big old mattress in there, and we were—we were—we were camp. The ideal campsite was on 
It's on the it's creek right on this creek bed. It had a, this stone ledge on the creek bed, um, and we camped out. Had the fire. Everything was going. Then when it came time to go to bed, it was like, you know, my my daughter's like she's she like sleeps like all spread out like this and everything. My son, <laughs> my son's like huddled in a ball in the corner, and I'm just like, and I'm trying to stay on the mattress because you know it was a brand new mattress, and so. When you pump those things up, they stretch and then they deflate. It's just, oh, it was, but we had a great time nonetheless. It was awesome. That's good. Yeah, that's good. all that matters. Yeah. I actually just found out that not too far from here. Uh, uh, so a fun, a fun fact, which is funny because I've lived in Pike County for so long, and and it just seems to be the thing to do. I've never done a float trip in, in my really? entire life. Um, oh, great. And I don't, I don't know if it's just I don't find being around a bunch of hammered people on water <laughs> is just like, and mosquitoes and bugs is appealing. But what I did find out is uh, there's like a, a haunted float trip tour thing that happens out in my neck of the woods that I think uh, we, we, we might oh, do it. this, this October. It, it looks like a lot. Dude, you've got to record. So you, we'll, you, see. Well, you, we'll see. We've got to do, I'm thinking we have to do some kind of paranormal show in October. Some kind I mean, on location somewhere. I, or I will try to do. I'll see what I can find out about seeing if I, I can get us in the state penitentiary, like a private tour or something. I would love to be able to get in this. I mean, and just we do a live. We just have our phones and we just share, you know, the sh- just share the uh, Facebook live and just walking down. It'd just, be fun. Oh my god! That'd be oh, when yeah. is uh, when? When in October is that float trip the haunted one? <sighs> I'll do some digging. I'll do some digging while well, we're talking well, later, and I'll find it's out because I, I saw a post for it. Yeah. And as we're talking, yeah. as- it is. It is on a weekend. I do. I do know that. Yeah. And speaking of research, uh, tra- Travis, I want to take this opportunity for you to give a little plug for your list. We haven't. We give a little plug for your list. We're going to be publishing this on once I figure out how to do it. You submitted it to our group uh, email the other day. Why don't you talk a little bit about this list that you've created? Then you're going to be. Sh- we're going to be sharing. Yeah, so like three or four episodes ago, we were talking, uh, forget even what the subject was, but I had said that I was going to make a list for um, for the listeners for jobs that offer like tuition assistance, tuition reimbursement, and college opportunities while you work. Um, I think we were talking about like free education or something, and um, you know, the truth is there are opportunities out there that people don't take advantage of. Um, for instance, the thousands of scholarships that never get applied for, the, the grants that nobody fills out the paperwork for. I mean, there's a lot of them out there that people just don't use. But anyway, this list I made, I think on the list itself, there's only like 20 companies I listed maybe, but I found easily over 50. Um, the ones that I listed were the ones that I could specifically find what they offered um, but there's a lot of jobs that say they offer college uh, benefits, whether it's tuition assistance, reimbursement, or even like uh, tech certifications. There was a lot of a lot of those I saw. Um, and that's just something you had to ask the recruiting team because the websites were a little vague on it. But the ones I listed were pretty straightforward. Um, I even put the military and I put Sean, I put you down as the point <laughs> of contact for that. You're welcome. Um, there we go. It was pretty, it was fun though. I had fun doing it and, yeah. I even learned about some opportunities that are really great. And, um, you know, if you're looking to go to school and make some money, I mean, this is, these are great opportunities. And I mean, you get to work, you have an employer that's going to help you pay for your school and they're going to work with your school schedule. So, Hey, take advantage of those opportunities so, out there. So we will have that once I figure out how to post a P and if anybody wants to Text me later on and show me how to post a PDF to a Facebook page. I will be more than happy. I have the PDF. I have it on my desktop. Just can't figure it out to get it on to point A to point B. But we will have that before the end of this week. We will have that posted on on the Facebook page. So thank I've you. Got you. I, I, I know a, a runaround way to get it done. But, yeah, I, I, I'll, I can explain to you how I do it. Okay. So. okay. And if people yeah. – well, um, just of the 20 I have listed, I think it was 20 um, – if you want more information about some other jobs that I saw, um, feel free to message me directly on Facebook, Instagram, or just message through the uh, podcast page, and I'll be glad to help you out. Great, that's awesome. So, what uh, what have you? What did you guys? Uh, I I wanted to before we got into our main topic tonight. I wanted to share, and I didn't discuss this with you guys beforehand, but uh, we we put we 
um, we say this all the time, we periodically post stuff on our group chat throughout the week for it. And I came across what I call the, what is the, the headline just says, San Francisco considers testing the $20,000 proto, $20, prototype trash can. So what San Francisco is considering are these new public trash cans. They have, oh my! They they yeah. so they've got they've bought they have the city of San Francisco has already purchased fifteen of these twenty thousand dollar prototype trash cans. And so what these things can do, and it's they're part of a five hundred get this a five hundred thirty seven thousand dollar pilot program to replace the more than three thousand public trash cans throughout the city. And what and what these cans are, they they can withstand vandalism, tampering, while also including recycling options and alerts when the cans need to be emptied. That's what twenty thousand dollars will buy you in San Francisco. Noted that also that San Francisco has one of the highest homeless rates in the United States. I think they are number three or number four behind. Uh, uh, Los Angeles and Houston, I think it is. Or no, New York and Houston. It's New York and Houston. Yeah. So you want to know what your $20,000 tax dollars can get you? In the city of San Francisco, it is a trash can. I, I found that to be... Do you know that there's somewhere somebody somewhere is just making a crap ton of money and they sold this off onto a city employee or to a city official and said, look, you know what the big problem that we have with our trash is? We don't know when these cans are running over. We 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 need to have like some and you know Wi-Fi that tells us trash cans full and needs to be emptied. And so there's so there's somebody somewhere probably making fifteen grand on a trash can that probably well probably nineteen grand on a on a trash can that probably only cost to make about a grand probably. Oh, they may think, but you know if they're a California company, they're they're just going to lose it all to taxes anyway. So. <laughs> Isn't they're gonna a, lose half their profits to me when i read that i was like okay what are you what's your priority i mean we have a student who just graduated this last year and she actually is from san well she's from california area and she's told me about this area that's outside the it's right there on the airport right out, and i may have told you guys about this before they call it the miserable mile it's right I've on, heard of it. when you come on when you come out of the airport it's like this homeless she said it's like literally a mile of just homeless tent cities that are right there by the airport. And they have, in the last year, I mean, obviously COVID and everything, but they said they've had tubercul tuberculosis outbreaks in this place. It's just, I mean, they've, and their city is literally, you know, they're bumfuzzled on what they need to be doing with this, with this part, you know, but, but hey, $20,000 trash can will fix problems, but. I tell you what, twenty thousand dollars could go a long ways in, in building maybe homeless shelters or something like that, or five hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars can go a long way in building homeless sh shelters or anything like that. But I I, I yes. found I found that I was just like, you know, and they, they said it's also they're they're described as durable, hard to tamper with, easy to service, and aesthetically pleasing. So you know, if people would just start, you know writing their local officials and uh writing their senators and just you know i guess taking more action maybe stuff like this would stop with our governments but instead we complain and we post it on the internet how upset we are but i don't know how many people actually reach out to their local representatives well, and stuff like this happens and it's like and you know we talked about you and i when we were when you and i were hosting a couple of weeks ago travis we were talking about you know Civic duty and civic responsibility. People mm -hmm. do not. There, it's like I don't know if you think that your congressman is unapproachable or, or what. But I mean, you know, our state representatives are easy to reach out to. I mean, I like I said, I've yes. got, I've got, I mean, I've got our, I've got my our representative on 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 my in my phone book. I mean. I have his personal number. He, you know, he gives it out. He gives it out. He gives he gives his personal cell phone number out on on his on his page, and I'm just like, this is a guy who wants to, you know, hear from his constituents. I, people, you know, when we all have these these great issues or these great ideas on what we're 
what we want to do and we can't do, you know, but we don't do because we don't have, I don't know if the word I want to say is get up and go to go after it or not. But I mean, I don't know if people have forgotten how much power that we, we really have. We, the people or we've just gotten lazy or if it's a mix of both. I think it's probably a mix of both, but really like we have a say in stuff like this. And if more people, I think if more people got involved with like local politics and stuff like that, and just, I, if people put more effort, maybe our government would be better. Yeah. Not maybe it would be better. Yeah. But instead, you know, twenty thousand dollars on trash cans and <laughs> not taking care of homeless. Right, right, right. Priorities. So. But I can't speak on California. I don't live there. Sean, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, um, it, it kind of goes along with what you had said. You know, I wish that this is something that they could have used to combat other things that are like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they think that this will be the answer to their trash crisis, um, our aesthetically pleasing trash cans. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but it's San Francisco and God only knows. I mean, one of the most frustrating things that we, that at least for me, right? And I don't even know why this bothers me. It really shouldn't, but. When, when you ask like people like, you know, from other countries about America, you know, what do they think? And usually they kind of answer like, you know, uh, they know New York, Texas and California, Los Angeles. And you think of like places like San Francisco, think of like the history, you know, San Francisco has in cinema and film and people see it like the Golden Gate Bridge and, and all that stuff. And it just seems like, you know, kind of out West, some of those people like to pat themselves on the back thinking that they're so progressive and doing the right thing and doing all this. But it's like, look at the crisis. Look at the problems that are happening in your cities because of lack of good leadership. Um, clearly, it's weird. It's almost like if you think you keep just putting out more and more and more and more and more of these programs that are already in place in a lot of these cities – that it's just they're eventually just going to fix themselves. And it, it they are clearly seen. Like, look at and, – and this just kind of goes to show, look at the amount of celebrities that have left Los Angeles in, like, the last year alone. Yeah. Like, major ones that have moved away. Yeah. Because – well, here's the thing. You want to know the people leaving California to Texas? People that have money. Yeah. Because they're, like yeah. – They don't, they don't get taxed to death. Yeah, and and all and and that was a that was a big argument that I remember I've had it with several people. I ha- I had this argument with a lot of people actually, um, who usually just like to speak out of their ass. But <laughs> I always said, regardless of what people believe or what people think, is when it comes to these billionaires, people that have wealth, real real generational wealth. This was my argument um, when Bernie was running for president and like had released a tax plan and it was something in the ballpark of like certain people after a certain number, like the, the you know, the, 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 it circulated like somewhere in the ballpark, like 60, 70% tax rate, oh, right? For God. these individuals. Jeez. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why would they stay? Why? Yeah, why would they? Uh, hey, why would they stay? Illinois is the, Illinois is the perfect example of that. I can't wait to see the census results at the end of this. They'll release the the census results at the end of this year, I think, or the middle of this year. It's or it, it's actually coming up. But the number of businesses, sure, Illinois is ble- Illinois is not bleeding. They're hemorrhaging massively, hemorrhaging businesses that are leaving in droves. We have one of, and if you can believe this, we have Illinois had one uh, does have one of the highest corporate tax rates in the United States and businesses are leaving in droves. The, the, the average that I heard, the last average that I heard, and this has been a while, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 30,000 people in the last per year for the last average for like the last five years, 30,000 people have left Illinois for one reason or another. And, you know, I harp about this and I, you know, I, I still can't, I'm, I'm still, I can, I'm still smiling ear to ear about the fact that I've, that I've left and just the money I've saved already. And just in, 
I, I looked at a, a receipt that I got from Walmart the other day and just looking at the sales tax even, you know, stuff as simple as that. I mean, people, Travis, you can back me up on this. I mean, it's ridiculous on what you're paying in sales tax. Oh, it's, it's insane. There's, there, there are things that um, I wait until I travel home and see my family or whatever, but I, I'll wait to go to Missouri and buy yeah. um, just because of sales tax. Even the price of the goods in general, um, things are just cheaper in Missouri. I don't, and I, governments believe that, you know, you know, taxes, I'm not going to say taxes aren't, taxes are necessary to, to, to take care of your infrastructure, to take care of your yes. citizens. Taxes are necessary. But, you know, you look at these states, and I mean, Illinois is not the only one. There are a number of different states that don't have a balanced budget. I remember uh, one of the constitutional amendments that was added to the Missouri Constitution, it was in uh, 1996, I believe it was, was that Missouri was going, was had to have a balanced budget every year. Good. And that, you know, Indiana, Indiana, one of the probably one of the good things that Mike Pence did for Indiana was he brought them out of their deficit and did the same thing. You know, you've got to have a, you know, you have to have a balanced ledger. I mean, if you or I guys would say, OK, you know, I only have, uh, you know, I only got two grand in the savings account. But you know what? I feel like going out and buying ten thousand dollars worth of stuff this weekend i'm gonna go ahead and do it i don't have the money i'll borrow it you know and then if i can't pay it back well then i just you know then i'll just i'll just claim bankruptcy or i'll just you know i'll borrow or i'll get another credit card to pay off that credit card to me that's what these states do when they don't have a balanced budget i mean we can't get away with it why should they you know why should they well I mean, and that's why it's just so unreal. And it, uh, truthfully, like you can balance a budget and you can balance a budget to benefit the people around you. Like here, here's the thing. When it comes to guys like when it when it comes to the Elon Musks and the and the Jeff Bezos, the, the people that just hate them for being rich, sure, whatever. You want to hate them for being billionaires. I really don't give a shit. Hate them for being billionaires. Um, but if you should be mad about anything, yes, you got you. They sh you should be mad when giant corporations like that aren't taxed. However, comma, there's there's a lot of loopholes to the system as to why they're not taxed, and because of that reason, that's why they're able to put giant mega warehouses, mega factories, employing hundreds of thousands of people across the United States. Like they 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 are generating revenue for these states. That's why cities are. Begging them, begging them, begging them, begging them to get there. But like there, there's no reason why, you know, people shouldn't be like by people shouldn't be paying taxes. Taxes are important. Now, I'm a firm believer. Again, I'm much more of a well-regulated state. I believe that if, if you want to live in a state where there's high taxes, be my guest. Move there. Go to go live in the state where there's high taxes, where rainbows and sunshines and ponies give you whatever the hell you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, come to Illinois. But yeah, yeah. if you want to go live someplace where there's no taxes or lower taxes, and if they if that state can make it work, here's the thing. I get yeah, maybe maybe if you live there now, like let's say let's say you live in Texas and you hate Texas because you feel like it's a big old conservative state, you can never escape, you're never gonna get rich in Texas because big corporations keep coming there and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Guess what? Leave. Leave. You, you take the time, save the money and leave. Go into debt and leave. It doesn't matter. Leave if you want to leave. If you don't like it, that's the good thing. It's a state. Okay, you are not entrapped by the state. Just get out of the state. Go to where mm -hmm. the rainbows and sunshines and unicorns and the ponies are. Go there. Take your happy ass to that state. And then when you're there, you're going to sit there and be like, wow, this actually sucks a whole lot more, right. except I get X, Y, Z. But X, Y, Z doesn't work because everyone fled here to try to get X, Y, Z. No one wants to pay for X, Y, Z. The money's gone. And that's that's where we're, we're going to be talking about tonight is, is it time do we need a fourth stimulus? Right. Right. And it depends on who you ask. It really depends on who you ask. Do I think that I need more stimulus money to, uh, no, no, I don't. I'm living comfortably. I don't need extra cash. Would I like it? Absolutely. I would love it. 
I would love to have free cash if it was free cash. But what people don't understand, what all, what, what I keep seeing a lot of, I'm sorry, I'm getting so heated. This is just a stupid no, you're, topic I'm, that I'm these a, people are getting. I'm going to join you here in a second. Is, go ahead. Is we continue to, one of the big things, I literally see people like, like, well, it's just, we clearly can print it. Clearly, it doesn't matter. Clearly, it doesn't matter. We, we can print it. The, the government's proven. If if the government can hand out you know twenty trillion dollars worth to the people, then they can cancel student loan debt. They can give us free health care because that only costs this much money. They can give us that. Shut the hell up. What you don't understand, what a lot of these people don't understand, is that there is going to be a price to pay, and it is going to be a nationwide price to pay. And guess what? Guess what, people? It's not like it's going to affect any one of the 1%. It's not like it's going to affect anyone that works in those big old fancy white buildings with the pillars in front of them. It will not affect those individuals. It will not affect their friends. It will affect the broke people who did not have money that got the stimulus, that bought stupid shit, didn't use the stimulus money the way that they potentially should have used the stimulus money. Instead, they might have bought into stocks and lost it all because they didn't get the short squeeze on the first two days of GameStop or AMC. And now they've lost all said money or they put it all in Bitcoin and it crashed on them or they put it into Dogecoin and it crashed on them. People not and I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people didn't use the money correctly. If we get more money, then they're probably not going to fourth time is probably not going to be the charm. And who's going to have to pay for it? You. You, me, and everyone else that's going to be getting the, the check and be like, woohoo, more cash. And then fast forward, a day of reckoning is coming to the U.S. economy. That well, is for certain. Well, let me, let me, oh, and you guys aren't going to be able to see this, but I, Sean and Travis both know about this. So I'm going to show the viewers the first thing. And this was, this was kind of the thing that encouraged our little discussion tonight. This was a post that I posted. And for those of you who are listening and don't, aren't watching live, it is a uh, post I put on Facebook. It says, we do not need a fourth stimulus payout. Go find a job. And as of as of uh, about 20, well, we've been on for 26 minutes now. So as of 27 minutes ago, I had 61, posts, 61 comments. And the only other time I get more comments on stuff is like when I get a, somebody wishes me happy birthday or happy anniversary. And the, the conversation that came up from this was heated and was ugly. And one of the reasons why, and I'm, other than the podcast, I may take another self-imposed break after this, but the level of, I, Sean, the vitriol, is that the right word? The, the amount of just vitriol that, that came out of this post was ridiculous. And people, I mean, everything that, you know, I, one comment, people have been trying to get jobs but are refusing to work for places that have no benefits, no, don't pay a livable wage, or don't want to deal with the hostile, toxic work environments. Just because other generations had it doesn't mean everyone should. And that right there, that set me off because, so statistics saying right now, and I just, I just looked this up before the show. Uh, June unemployment numbers, 5.9%. According to the, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in April of 2021, they released a report. There is an un unprecedented 9.3 million job openings available, one of the highest times in history. You know the other time that matched that? World War II, the, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, was the last time that we had a job market that wide open. 9.3 million jobs. And, you know, I and Travis and I were talking about this before you came on too, Sean. You know, I, I and one of the things that really angered me about this was people say, well, Van Beber, your true colors are coming out. You're not unsympathetic. And then they throw the unchristian card at me and all that kind of crap. And it really pissed me off and I, I so I don't get out of order on this I'm gonna start with the first thing my first thing is this is we have to as citizens start being accountable for our own actions period okay if I'm going to say I want to go to I want to go to a, a four-year college and I want to get a liberal arts degree because I want to do I, you know, and I've heard of people who have said, you know, 
they have some great dreams and there's nothing wrong with having a dream. There's nothing wrong with having, you know, I, you know, I want to be, you know, a crime scene investigator. Okay, great. Go to school, get and you know, you're not going to be a crime scene investigator in Pike County, Illinois or Missouri and make a ton of money. Okay. You're going to have to go to a bigger market. You're going to have to go to a Chicago. You're going to have to go to St. Louis, Kansas city, Jeff city. You know, you're going to have to go to a bigger market, but I'm going to go and I want to be a, you know, I want to be a fashion designer. I know a lot of girls from Clopton. I know of four personally who got a fashion degree. Of those four, I know of two of them who went to New York City. One of them works in, one of them I think was in your guys' class or right before you. And she is, she's made, she's got a six, I talked to her mom. Her mom works for a local office supply place here in, in Louisiana and her mom she's making six figures doing the fashion thing up in new york city but yet awesome. there there are other people who go and get those kind of degrees and then they go and they want to stay in their home area okay so what's available in rural northeast central missouri i mean you know there's nothing you can you know you go in there and they say okay let's see your college degree okay you have a degree in fashion Okay, that's not going to work here at this at this job. And I think people get satisfied. It's like, well, I don't want to work in a crappy job condition, and so this is why. And I I read this article that was that was brought up in our in my face in that Facebook post that I had, and people and they listed this article, and I mean, and so some of the thing and I actually print you know, and it says okay, so here are some of the things that are leading to, and we can discuss these one by one if we want to, but it says here's some of the true reasons for why these people are not going back to work okay number one stagnant wages have been a major problem for decades and we've talked about this we've talked about this we we, de we dedicated a whole show to this it was the first time that matt was on with us and we we do agree that wa wages are stagnant but here's the thing if you don't have a job which would you rather have not have a job sitting at home drawing unemployment you know, if it came down to an I lost my teaching job, I would probably be, I would do whatever I could work two or three jobs if I had to just to make it to where I in if it, if it meant me working at McDonald's. Listen, I've worked at I've worked at pizza joints. I've worked in factories. I've worked in in hot, you know, in 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 for private businesses. I've done outdoor labor. Why? Because I needed the money to pay for my student loan. I didn't I didn't go immediately into teaching right out of college. Okay, and so I took the crappy job. I was in the toxic work environment. I worked for a lumber yard in Hannibal, Missouri for close to a year. And people were always nipping and biting at each other's backs. And it was cutthroat because it was commission-based income. And it was, you know, and it was cutthroat and it was terrible. But I did it. Why? Because I didn't have a teaching job. I had to do what I had to do in order to be able to pay the rent. I wasn't going to live at home with mom and dad. Okay. Mm. So do I mean... Why is it, I mean, I think people think that if they get into a job, they just, okay, we're going to have to, we just, so I, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I mean, is it, is it because people don't have a dream? They want to, like we talked about earlier, Travis, about it being a stepping stone, or is it about people just not having the, they'd rather stay at home instead of putting up with all the crap. I mean, what is it? I... I don't really know where to start with this. Sean, you want to get around? Um, it? <laughs> I, I think it's um, maybe a, a, a bit of a mix of both. Like, so there's always been that that stigma, right, about living with like mom and dad. You know, when when you graduate from high school, like if you live with your mom and dad, like oh god, you know, all this person's thirty living with their mom and dad. But in recent years, we've seen more and more people that were forced to do it. You know, moving out. Like I, I knew people that were not living with parents that had to end up living with parents. Um, and then I look at like a lot of my friends that have roommates and stuff that I'm a super jealous of because I um, can see the amount of money that they're saving. Like it's ridiculous. It's smart. It is so smart. Whether it's living with mom and dad, whether it's living with a bunch of friends for a while, like do it, do it. Mm -hmm. The idea that you have to be, I think a big misconception is because we just like, because it's the, the social media age, and we see things and people are talking louder than they've ever wanted to. Um, 
you know, us included, but, uh, you know, like influence is a big thing. You see all these like 18, 19 year old influencers going and traveling and doing this and getting to do that and getting to do this, but there's no backstory. There's no backstory to why they get to do this, why they get to do that. They might put on a facade, like, like Travis and I, like we're, we're, we're both, both pretty big fitness guys. We see fitness influencers on Instagram that talk about, I'm all natty. I do this, I do this, I do this. And it's a load of dog shit. It is a load of shit. If it's, if they're not injecting test trend, D bolt, it doesn't matter. There are so many fake natural fitness influencers. It's the same thing for like life influencers or lifestyle influencers that like just promote, like ah, I did this. You can do it too. I did this. You can do it too. So you have all these young people that are coming out. Like I want to be able to travel. I want a good, nice paying job. I want a nice car. I want a nice home. And I demand it. And it's not, and it's not just young people. Like it's, it's people that have, that have been around, you know, the block too. It's just people in general want instant gratification. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's like why I sometimes struggle on my, on my diet all the time. I want a brownie because a brownie is instant gratification. Whereas eating broccoli straight up sucks because you got to choke it down for 15 minutes. Right. People want that instant gratification. And, that, and that's why sometimes people splurge on things or they go out and they buy things or they go out and they get things that they ne- they necessarily should. Um, and so. W- when you see, you know, that that's part of the reason and I'm not trying to plug the guard, but no part of the reason why I ended up staying in was because the guard what has been so beneficial for me, at least, was because. It was a part-time supplemental income thing. Like when I joined the guard, I specifically joined for college because I did not want student loan debt. That was my biggest thing is I did not want student loan debt because I've seen what it has done to certain people over time. And especially when I first got into college, I wanted to be a theater major. That changed. Thankfully that changed. And I've, I've steered it in another direction because my life took me a different direction. Here's the thing. I'm still able to, able to pursue the arts i still love the arts i'm trying to be a professional wrestler slash actor slash entrepreneur so to say that like you can have dreams and still chase your dreams you just have to be smart about it i didn't go into debt to tackle any of those dreams i just did it smartly i did it i've 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 strung it out but i joined the guard because i knew i needed insurance right when you get older you have to have insurance if your parents don't have insurance and you're not on your parents insurance and you don't have it um, thankfully my parents had it and I could have had it up until I, was, I turned 26. But for me, having my own insurance through a really good program with TRICARE was ideal. Um, retirement, slowly being able to, to put very bare minimum amounts of cash away in at 18 will still pay dividends down the road. Uh, there's, there's so many little things one can do. You know, if you have a dream, if you have a passion, because I get it, not may, maybe not everybody wants to, you know, work construction forever or work a nine to five. That that's my big thing is I I never want to work a nine to five. I always want a job that you know I'm the boss. I can make my own time. But I understand that jumping out trying to do that right away. You know, when I was 21 or 20 or 19 or even you know, it's just. What, what I could have how, – how far back could I have set myself? And some people just want that instant gratification, and they get angry that they might have to work a nine-to-five for a little while. But here's the thing. I, I forget what the quote was. I want to say it was like – it was either Joe Rogan, The Rock, or Kevin Hart, one of those guys that literally works nonstop till the wheels fall off. Um, but one of the things is if you have dreams, if you have goals, if you want to have a secondary career other than the thing that you're doing, you cannot – do a 40 hour work week. Okay. You cannot do a 40 hour work week. You put your 40 hours into your, your full-time job and you put 40 hours into your dream. Okay. And then by putting 40 hours into your dream each week, 80 hours is a long ass work week. Let me tell you. But if you do it, if you do the 80 hour work week, eventually, eventually that 40 hour dream week is going to start to generate income. And then you can roll back that that nine to five job to 30 hours a week. Okay. Then you can put 50 hours towards your dream. All right. And then once that starts generating even more income, then you can go to 20 hours a week with your full-time job. And then you can put even more time. Okay. Then you can go to 60 hours with your dream. And then you can go to 10 hours at your part at your now part-time job and 70 hours into your dream. 
And you can do that until that dream becomes your life. It is possible and it is hard. I'm learning it every single day. I fail at it every single day, but it is possible. And the, the instant gratification of wanting it and not wanting to work for it is it's frustrating, especially, you know, when, when I see a lot of good people trying that. So, well, and I, and also to, to address that too, Sean, is that I, I want to get back to this account, and you mentioned it too, the the whole accountability thing. I mean, that you, you, you want instant gratification. I want it now. You know, if I said, if I had a list of, I mean, I have a laundry list of things that I still, even now I moved into a much better house. I've moved, you know, the first house that I purchased, I put zero dollars down. I got through an FHA loan. And I, and it was, it, it barely qualified as a house. It was the 900 square foot house. Okay. Tiny, tiny house that I, my first house that I ever bought. And, you know, my first wife and I, we lived in that house and it literally, I mean, and I was, she was doing, she was doing babysitting out of the home and I was working there at the school between the two of us in, in 19, whatever it was, 1998, 99, we were between the two of us making 30 grand. Okay. And we had enough to, but here's the things we didn't do. We didn't go out and eat. We didn't have, you know, the big, you know, I had a, we had a 29 inch television in our, in our living room. You know, we didn't have big TV. We had, and I'm with you with what you said, you know, instant gratification. So if I had made poor decisions, and, and as I was reading about it, and I, as you were talking, I was kind of scrolling back through some of those posts, and I saw some people said, okay, so if, you, if you're if you poor and then you're in need, then it's, it's your fault. Andy Van Beber said it here first, folks. Well, who made the decision? Who made the decision? Did somebody twist, kind of like what you said earlier, did somebody twist your arm and say, you're going to go do this? Nobody's twisting your arm. And when we make bad decisions, and then so then our natural inclination is to look back and say, okay, who can bail me out? Well, mom and dad aren't probably going to help bail me out. So now who do I look to? I look to the government. That's our, that's our natural inclination is to look to the government to say, how can you help me? And now we've gone, I mean, it's like we're on crack now. I mean, I'll show, uh, I, I got this other, you guys, again, aren't going to be able to see this, but you guys are familiar with this. This is that, you can go to this, this is usdebtclock.org, and I want to just bring up a, oh. bring up the, so this is, and this is, what you guys are seeing here are watching this right now live on Facebook are seeing, this is actual end time, so right now 28 Twenty-eight trillion five hundred sixty-eight billion five hundred fifty-three fifty-four billion. You know, that's our actual that's our actual debt going right there right now, okay? And what? Why is that? Because people, you know, all these programs, all these things. You know, go back to what Sean was saying earlier about moving to you know a better place that offers. I forgot how you said it. Unicorns and lollipops and rainbows and everything. But, you know, there, and I agree with what you said earlier, Sean, there will be a major day of reckoning. We are not going to escape this. And I know, Travis, you look a lot in the money, money markets and everything, too. And, I mean, the, the trends on the stock market and everything, this is not going to go on forever. We cannot just keep on saying borrow, 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 so we can fund this and we can fund that and we can fund this and we can fund that. You know, people, okay, I want to be helped. You know, there was a time in this country, and here's here's my history coming out. And oh, here we go about talking about the Great Depression again. Yes, when we were when people were borrowing more money than I mean, credit was easy. When you look at 1928, 1929, you could take out multiple you know pay as you go loans on like basically is rent to own a car, rent to own a the radio. I own March. Yeah, buy, and then people were buying stock on margin, and people were buying with money they did not have. And when it came to the point where everything topped out and people got everything they wanted, everything fell apart. 
Okay, well now, okay, government, what can you do for us? Well, we've never had to do this before, so, you know, and, and thus, you know, enter, enter Franklin Roosevelt, and we entered this society now where, you know, it was it was something that was needed at the time. Franklin Roosevelt tried his hardest to get our country back to work, but once you start, once you start putting that money out there and the people see it, okay, now we're going to be more you know dedicated to the government helping us out than, you know, and people hate the idea. Like you said, people hate the idea, of you know, if I say pick yourself up by your own bootstraps, that pisses more people off than anything else, especially. You know, in the last 25, I'm getting ready to start my 25th year of teaching. In the last 15 years, that pisses more students, that pisses more younger generation people off when I say that. Oh, don't tell me about how you, it was easier for you back in the day. Pardon my French, but hell no, it wasn't easier for me. It wasn't easier for me. I look, I look back on those times in my life where I was barely scraping by and barely making it and scrapping to make ends meet. But I look at that, that time with fondness because it taught me a lesson. It taught me that this is just, and again, what you said, Travis, it's a stepping stone. I'm not going to be living this way for the rest of my life. So what happened? I found, you know, I had, I, I got my master's degree. I bumped up, you know, I bumped up on the, on the pay scale. I got more years of experience. I plugged away at... You know, before I came to Clopton, I worked at a really, really, you know, you think Clopton's poor. I worked at a really poor southeast Missouri school district, you know, where, like I've said before, some of my students made more money than I did teaching, working out of high school. So those were things that, I mean, you have to look at these life experiences. You, like you said, Sean, you can't have it all just delivered to you, boom, right now. And if I don't get what I want, government, you better step in here and help me with what I want. Travis, we've been leaving you out. What do you got? <laughs> no, you guys are good. You all make really good points. And, uh, you know, not to beat, not to beat the hammer too much on this, but uh, hit the nail on the head, whatever the metaphor is. Um, you know, it's, we talked about stepping stones a lot. And first off with the stimulus, let me just say, you know, if there is in fact a full stimulus check, i I better not be one of the people that see it. Me too. There better be very strict guidelines on who this money goes to, and it better go to struggling families that actually need it if they do it. Like, I don't want to see everybody getting stimulus checks. It's stupid. Like, I am I rich? No. Do I need money from the government? No, I don't want money from the government. I'm, I work for my money. That's just my mindset, and unfortunately, I think we're losing that in our society. Um, but you know, it's, I guess I could talk on a personal experience that look, you know, people want, we're so exposed to everything we see on the internet. Like Sean made a good point. You see the people on Instagram living these amazing lives and things like that. And we look at our own life and we're like, well, I want that. They don't see with the behind the scenes stuff that go into some of these things. You know, it's, I work a job right now. Um, I make a pretty much minimum wage. I get no benefits whatsoever. I do not get health care. I do not get uh, 401k. I have no benefits. I have to drive most job sites. And, you know, one of the arguments I heard on one of your, uh, the comments was, you know, people don't want to work hard jobs for less benefits. And I work a hard job. I, it's construction. It kicks my ass. Today kick my ass. Um, I don't get any benefits. Now, going back to what we said, stepping stones, right? I'm, you got to start somewhere and I can speak on my personal experience here. I'm starting at bottom all over again. I left the military from a pretty high up job and I'm starting all over again from the bottom, but I look at it from, you know, I got to start here because next year I'll probably be making double what I'm making now. And I will have the benefits and, you know, you, you just, you got to put your time in and start out. I mean, it just is what it is. You don't start out a manager at a bank. You start out as a teller. Mm -hmm or, you know, whatever the job is. And, you know, it's, I don't understand why people are begging for this because there's just consequences. Every, every action, there is a reaction. There is, you know, th this money printing, this free money, it, 
the more dollars there are, the less valuable it is. I mean, it's just people supply yeah. and demand, basic principle stuff. And it's, it's just the fallout of it is going to be interesting. I mean, inflation's here. Yeah, it's only going to get worse too. I forget what the percentage was, and it's just the beginning. And uh, even the Fed are finally coming out, like, okay, yeah, it's inflation, but don't worry, we're going to take care of it. Yeah, okay. Um, but we have to put that Hank on again one of these days to talk about that. But well, um, well, don't you think too that they're? I mean, they're. I almost feel like the government is for is trying to do a forced prosperity, if that's even a correct term to look at. I mean. The Fed, you mentioned the Fed. The Fed keeping the interest rate low is trying to stimulate more borrowing, you know, more people and and the other and, you know, in, in doing so, you're creating you're creating a vacuum. I mean, this we're setting ourselves up for the same failure that we had, you know, at some point, the Fed's going to have to say, look. We're we're overextending ourselves, and we're going to have to raise this. In, we're going to have to raise this interest rate to dis, to discourage this credit-filled society that we're living in. I mean, there's got there's got to be an end somewhere in sight. You know, I mean, right now, I mean, I bought I bought the house at at three point I forgot what three point one nine or something like that, and. You know, and we're we're and again, I go. I want to get back to this whole thing about we're relying too much on the government to to provide prosperity, to provide instant gratification, like you said, Sean. And man, that's just that's going to be. I hate to say that's going to be. I think that's going to be our downfall right there. Well, and the thing too, I mean, um, you know, people, a lot of the financial problems that people are finding themselves in, in my opinion my personal experience was just because I was not responsible for my own money or I overextended myself. Um, I mean, certainly the government's been overextending themselves, which we've been discussing. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people struggling, if they would just live within their means, I don't think they would be where they are. And if people prioritize things a little bit better instead of all the flashy, like for example, let me give you guys a great example, right? So my job, um, our shop is right across from a food pantry, right? Uh, food pantry, uh, give food to people. Everyone knows what they are. Anyway, right, right. it's supposed to be for people that need it. And you would be surprised the amount of people I see pull up in Teslas, BMWs, uh, shiny Lexus cars. I mean, you're talking like 50, 60, $70,000 cars, some even more expensive for these food pantries. And it's like, really, you're going to drive an $80,000 car, but you have to go to the food pantry to get food. Hmm. Like, where, where are the priorities there? That, well, that doesn't make sense to me, but people want it. Yeah, you know, uh, celebrity drives that car. I want that car. I'll make a confession to you right now, fellas, and not a lot of people know this about me. But I have, so <clears throat> when I first when I first got out of, college and I got my first teaching job and I got my first credit card. I went nuts with my first credit card. And I, from that time and then through my divorce and then after that, when I was living on my own, I was a bachelor and I was living a lot on credit and I was in between teaching jobs. Long story short, I've, I've racked up probably close. And this isn't student debt. I've, I've paid my student loans off. I, I, I currently have, and I, I've consolidated all my debt that I've acquired over the last 20 years, and I've acquired probably about 25 grand worth of debt. And I, I consolidated that all into one loan, and I pay $685 a month, and I will have that paid off in four years. And I have promised myself that I'm not going to get into that mess again. Now, I mean... When we first took out that 680, I mean, 685 bucks a month is a lot of money. And I can think of much better things that I can spend 685, $685 on rather than spending it on paying off a loan that I consolidated all my debt into. Okay. And then I got us, then we got, and then we got into a second jam when we had some medical issues and some medical problems and we pay now on a second loan that was a $10,000. So 
all all things aside, I've probably got about thirty-five, thirty-eight thousand dollars worth of consolidated loans that I'm paying on. But I, here's the thing: I'm taking responsibility for what I've done. I'm not blaming it on anybody else. I am the most impulsive buyer that there can be. My wife is probably the most. She will research everything to the nth degree. We balance each other out so well. Okay. So when it comes to owning up to and being accountable, I speak from my experience. I mean, and, you know, and it, and it is from what you just described is what, what I was there when I was a young kid. That's what I was. Sean was, I was the kid who said, okay, I want, I, I'm living in this little crap box, 900 square foot house, man, I want, I wanted to, you know, I always wanted to have a, a, a Chevy Z71 pickup truck. Well, by golly, I went out and bought me one. Okay. And then when I saw a, man, I really like the Pontiac Bonneville. I went upside down on that truck to buy that Pontiac Bonneville. Okay. Debt after debt after debt after debt after debt. And then I had a car accident in 1999. Got a $50,000 settlement out of it. You know how much of that $50,000 I have left now today? None. Why? Because I blew it all. I blew it all. And I, and at that time, I paid off every debt that I had after that, after I had that $50,000 settlement. I paid off my student loans. I paid off my cars. I had zero debt. Zero debt. In 1999 was probably the last time that I was flat even. And I should have stayed that way. But after I paid off all my debt, I still had about $30,000 burning a hole in my pocket. And I would just buy, 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 buy. And then when the money was gone, I'm still burning up, you know. And so who do I look to? Well, it's me, you know. And we look, you know, and I'm I'm reading a book right now. You know, it talks about, and I'm probably going to stomp on some toes here, but this is, a lot of uh, this book I'm reading right now, it says the, the reason for a lot of the problems that we have in society, you know, isn't really society itself. It's it starts with us, the individual. Yes, and we have messed up individuals then who have messed up families who then live in messed up communities who go to messed up, who then com, who then contribute to messed up jobs, who then community, who then contributes to a messed up community which meets to messed up county to a messed up state to a messed up and where does it all start at we're not wanting to take responsibility for what we did we want the government to come and bail us out and that was kind of the point and people don't want to hear that i am the source of my i am the source of my debt and i'm going to accept that i'm at the you know i made a bad decision i'm not you know i'm like you hey you want to give me free money give me free money i guess but at the same time I'm like you, Travis. If there's going to be a forced stimulus check, uh, it better not end up at the Van Beber house. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I rambled. Uh, thank, thank no, no, thank no you you're good. That. that really, that really hit home with me. Um, I, I was in similar situations, and again, I didn't ask for people to bail me out. I, you know, you do what you do have to do, and you take responsibility for your actions, and you, you get your shit together, you know, um, and you learn from it. And unfortunately, you know, people are, not everybody learns from their mistakes and they wonder why they are where they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I, you know, I've done, yeah, I, again, similar things is, is like when I, part of the reason why I reenlisted was, uh, you know, Tony and I had had a talk and where we were at with debt and part of the reenlistment came with a bonus. And I wanted, there were some things I really wanted to use that money for, but it was just best to get rid of all debt. And then that's what that bonus went to was getting out of debt. Um, and, you know, that, that that's part of the reason why, you know, we yo-yo on the idea of when do we want to buy a house and, you know, what kind of house are we going to buy? Because then, you know, if we buy a cheaper home to save payments, then, you know, how much are we going to have to put into the home and how much in debt are we going to have to go into to renovate, you know, said home? And, and there's a lot of big what ifs and, and getting it figured out. But thankfully, um we we have surrounded ourselves with a pretty good group of people and supportive people and supportive friends you two are definitely in that circle of friends i'd say 
And um, because we know that we have that kind of support or the people around us, it, ma- it makes those decisions not as scary and the 100%. And we are very grateful that we, we, we have people like that in our lives. And, um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big step for some is definitely being able to set up and admit to mistakes and, and then tackle them actually head on is, is where, you know, that, that's where you, that's where you grow as a person. And I think, um, if, if more and more people could tackle things like that, we, we definitely would have a, a much brighter, uh, future set in stone for generations of Americans to come. I think so too. And I mean, I, I, you know, we were, and I, I just want to go back to that post just one more time and get the rest of I want to just vent one more thing on that. You know, mm-hmm. we were, we were, we as a group were kind of, we were kind of attacked as far as saying, well, you know, I'm, I've asked, we've asked this one certain person to be on our show many times. And he's just like, well, I'm just a, I'm just a little white boy from middle America. I, I don't really know if I have what it takes to commit to a voice of reason. Let me let me set something straight. The reason why we do this podcast is one thing is we like hanging around with each other. We like talking with each other. We like we have we all three. Have, this is this is our opinion. You know, we call ourselves the voice of reason, not because we just jump to something. You know, I when I when I say I partnered up with these two gentlemen right here, I partnered up with two guys who I knew in high school and I know now and I know that these are guys who now have seen the world they've 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 literally have seen the world and they've 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 got a little bit of experience and they're not not so wet behind the ears anymore and we take time and we discuss stuff we discuss stuff even if we disagree on some stuff we dis we we discuss stuff and we come here and we call it the voice reason because we're talking we're reasoning things out we're looking at the hardcore here's where it is Okay, we don't claim to be anything special. I, I want to put that out there right now. If you're a first-time listener or a second-time listener, we don't have any. We we don't. We're not providing that we're experts on anything. You may you may nope. call out and say, "Man, what those guys said was a bunch of crap." I can prove them wrong on this, this, and this. Well, listen. This is why we invite people onto our yes. show. This is why we invite. If you want to call BS on, we're going to be, and I'm going to give another plug for this. It is going to happen. So hopefully, sometime in August, we are going to have a discussion on uh, critical race theory, and we're going to have. That's probably going to be. I think that's probably going to be one of our best shows because we're going to have somebody on here who's really going to call our bluff. I can tell you that much. The person who we're going to have on, she is going to hold our feet to the fire, and it, it it'll be probably one of I think one of our best shows. But the thing about it is, if you disagree with us. Please talk to us about it. Tell us why we're why you think you're wrong. But at the end of the day, we're not we're not out to change anybody's opinion. Okay, we are putting out the voice our voice of what we think is reasonable. You know, the voice of reason is just is just that is us just guys sitting around talking and and you know at the end of the day are we going to solve any world problems? Probably not. But we're we're doing something about it. We're discussing, you know, and to those people who say, well, you know, well, you're just you're just cold hearted. I mean, at the end at the at the end of the day, I really don't care what people think about me on social media. But at the same time, I don't want people. I I think I posted this on my post. I said, I'm not Ebenezer Scrooge. And you know, I want to do something about the ills in our society. If I see some somebody I can help, I'm gonna, I want to help them. You know, so rant over. I'm done. You guys can finish us up here. Let's go. No, no, you're you're good. And 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 like you had said, like it, it's not so much our voices that we're wanting to be heard. That again, the voice of reason is is to literally sit there and take the time and talk and think things out. Like I would say, all three of us definitely had, um, not necessarily. You know, we, we learned a lot. Like when we had Samwise on, and and he kind of like broke down the 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 voting laws in Georgia and explained them in a way that was like, okay, n- oh, you're, that, was a great that makes sense my point on, on what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. And so we're, we're not here to just say like what we have is facts. The voice of, of reason is literally coming from the fact of, Hey, there's people with different opinions. There's people with different beliefs. You don't have to agree with them. Just talk. And, and literally that's why we want people that don't agree with because there's things like 
I would say we're, we're pretty even keel, but there's definitely things we don't agree on or, 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 you know, we have different ideas about, but we specifically want people that don't agree with us on so we can learn. So we can learning is where, where it's all about, or at least try to come to a middle ground where, where others don't. So, well, I'm still trying to Travis out, before we, I'm still trying to figure out why you like gay midget porn, but that's, you know, that's just neither here nor there, but you know, and that'll be the next episode. So, and that, that that's all we gotta, that's that, that'll be the next episode for sure. Travis, before we get out of here, is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, with that list coming out, um, any of the younger audience, if you guys have any questions on any of it, or even if you're older and you want to take advantage of the opportunities, like feel free to reach out to me. Or to the page. Like, I'd be glad to help you guys out. And, uh, if you're looking in the military, which is on that list, uh, Sean Phillips here can Sean Phillips, the man right there, right there. <laughs> well, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much uh, for taking the time to listen to us. Um, you know, if, if you guys choose to do so, um, if you guys know anyone that you think would love to be on the podcast for, for our regular listeners, anyone that you might know that thinks outside the box or thinks differently than, than we do on certain topics that you would like to hear their voice heard on this show, please let us know. Please let them know about us. Um, yeah, please yeah. like this this video on Facebook. If you're listening on Facebook, please share the post. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you guys choose to listen to us, please, 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 I ask you this week. Tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell someone about one of the episodes that you guys have heard that you guys really like. Say, hey, don't you know someone that, you know, actually thinks differently than this? Why don't you see if we can get a hold of them? Because we would love to bring anybody onto the show, not to try to debate them, not to try to sit there and argue with them. But we're truthfully, genuinely just trying to get different ideas and voices to be heard we want to hear them we want to learn we want to see outside experiences that we can't see um and and i'm i'm so happy with with how far we've come and when we'll continue to come and uh, i can't wait for you guys to um listen to us next week and and for weeks to come so from the bottom of my heart that's all i've got to say andy travis is there anything you guys like to add before we sign out thank you guys have a great week Perfect. We'll see you guys next time. All right. We'll see you.